0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to yet another installment of the MMNM podcast coming to you from the floor of Health 2021 in my hometown of Boston, Massachusetts. My guest on this installment is Bill Evans, Chief Marketing Officer of Komodo Health. Bill, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. So you're Bill Evans. I'm Steve Madden. I don't sell shoes. You don't play the piano. Correct. Let's just get that out of the way right away.
1: Just to clear up any confusion.
0: Okay, yes. good. But you are the CMO of a pretty cool company. Tell us, Thank you. tell us about Komodo Health.
1: So Komodo was founded on a mission of reducing the burden of disease. And the thesis behind that is better application of data and software can bring efficiency and improve outcomes, basically across the entire continuum of healthcare. So as the company has evolved, we've amassed the most uh, complete data asset on the planet to get a more precise view of the patient. It is the largest collection of claims, administrative, payer, lab data that you can have access to. Unlike traditional legacy aggregators, we do not sell our data, however. You uh, access the value of that asset through a suite of enterprise applications or software uh, that have use cases across the continuum of healthcare whether that be you know clinical trial management, improving efficiency there, to pre-market strategies with medical affairs and physicians, all the way through all of the analytics you'd run in commercialization. And the interesting thing about Komodo is we actually extend beyond just pharma. We do a lot of work with agencies, consultancies, payers, basically the entire healthcare market because this desire for a better view of the patient journey is just unlocking potential across a number of like points of pain across the system.
0: So that's a pretty big throwdown. down. Yes. Many, how, many, how many data points off the top you had? How many data points do you
1: have? We had 330 million lives covered in the United States. So basically the and entire everybody. coverable population, yeah. yes. And how many segments are you able to cut that into? any cut you want. We actually have an application called Prism, which allows you to do a custom cohort segmentation analysis on any sort of vector of the healthcare system you want. You want to find cancer patients? We'll show you how many we have. You want to find people with chronic conditions? We'll show you that. What's actually pretty exciting is we're announcing uh, the launch of adding race and ethnicity data into our software. And so now having the ability to find gaps in care, disparities of care, this has been a huge topic for the industry in general, how we can like get the variance of care across population segments solved, being able to see that now in a very meaningful, tangible way should be a game changer for a lot of companies.
0: So one of the things I've heard here several times is, okay, everyone's talking about data, and we've got tons of data, and that's awesome. But what we're lacking is insight into the data. What do you guys do around that?
1: Yeah, well, that's, I think, the interesting part of what we do, right? So when you think about 10 years ago, everybody was talking about the fragmentation of data and the data vans of the world come along and so the tokens sort of solve that problem. Now everybody, you know, some, one of the common gripes I hear is if we could just get payers, administrators, doctors, pharma to all come along and put their data together, we'd get a much better ability to affect outcomes on patients. And that's basically the secret sauce of what Komodo does. So as we bring in these sources of data that are de-identified at the patient level at the source, our data science teams do a lot of work to harmonize all of that into a cohesive view of the patient. And then we have basically on-demand analytics in our software packages that allow you to get instant views of, to answers of any kind of question. So the old way of doing this, right, at a pharmaceutical company was you would build a data lake, you would buy some data, you'd hire a data science team. It's a very manual process. And we work with a lot of those organizations to enhance and improve the capabilities and investments they've already made. But now having a, like a single source of truth on the entire journey of the patient is just something that hasn't existed before. And that's what's fueling the phenomenal growth of the company.
0: So y- you explain it so well that it sounds easy peasy. Marketing guy. But, <laughs> 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 but uh, clearly it's not. Mm-mm. Like what are what are some of the challenges that you guys face?
1: It's going to sound like an odd answer, but... One of the biggest things that we face is that people have a certain way they're used to working, right? The the old adage used to be like, nobody gets fired for hiring IBM. Well, nobody gets fired for like building a data lake and starting an Amazon cloud and going and sourcing data, right? But that is inherently flawed, right? It's slow, it's laggy, right? It's incomplete. You look across a lot of uh, how businesses operate, and even in the massive amount of effort it takes cross teams, cross functions, all of your agency partners, everybody's looking at the patient through a different view of the world. And so everybody's working in earnest and trying to get to a better outcome. But that single source of truth, that universal view of the patient is just a completely new way of doing things. If you think about the analogy I always make is like when you wanted to build a music collection, world men, right? You were limited by a number of factors. You had your budget, what the record store had, distribution, right? But when you bought your music, you owned it. Now you have an Apple Music subscription and you have access to all the music in the world, but you don't own any of it. And that is a change in thinking about ownership of data that is just, the new world is here. This is how companies are gonna operate. And that's some of the headwinds that we face.
0: That's a great analogy and I'm gonna steal it. Okay. Um, but plus, plus you called them records and I completely- I, I
1: almost that. said CDs and you know, I'm getting to the point where even people on my team are like, what's a CD? So yeah, yeah,
0: no, but they understand vinyl. Yes. Yes, vinyl Yeah. they understand. So walk me through a use case. Sure. Right? Like, uh, you know, I'm a client, I come to you, I yeah. say, I need your help. How does this work? 100%.
1: Let, let's. I'll do this. Uh, let's start with a, a an SMB. You're a you're a emerging biotech. You have a molecule you have confidence in. You're starting to think about like phase two of your clinical trial, all the way through what happens from there to get ready for commercialization. So a company like Komodo has a lot of benefits for you, right? A you don't have to spend money on infrastructure. You don't have to spend money on data. Like right out of the box, licensing through the software, you have access to all of that. So in this case, we can help you optimize your clinical trial site selection. So if you get one unviable site off of your agenda, that saves you two, three $300,000, right? Which accelerates the time to which you can get that molecule to its next endpoint. So we do a lot of work in, in clinical trial site and study selection to help you find populations, fill trials faster. And ultimately, that has a benefit in terms of the efficiency of bring, bringing a drug to market. You've now moved along the system, you're in phase three, you're getting ready for commercialization. We have software that helps you identify who are the clinicians of influence that are actually going to be prescribing your drug. So when you talk about pre-market education, finding the right doctors, being able to have those conversations with your medical affairs teams out in the field, primes the market for a successful launch. Then we also take it a step further, which is like you need to understand what your forecasting is to do budget, resourcing, sales, territory, planning, all the things that come with actually launching the drug. And so we give you a better look at like what the prescribing habits are of those patients, where the patient popu- of those clinicians, where the patient populations are. So you get a much more a higher level of confidence at where you're actually spending the resources you have, because you only get one shot to launch that drug. So in a lot of ways, where the, uh, the backstop on building confidence around the bets you're making as an organization on where you're spending your money, where you're deploying your people and how you're getting your drug to market. And that's just one instance of how we help.
0: So, you know, I'm not trying to be glib, but it sounds almost as if you're a software company.
1: We are a software company. You are.
0: So you we are, are a
1: SaaS business.
0: You are a yes. software a SaaS company. Um, tell me about that because that's, uh, you know, that's a completely different approach to this.
1: Well, that's the, you talked about the headwinds before. You're talking about uh, an industry that is rightly so, been very reliant on consultants, right? And that is a time intensive, static process, right? So you, you hire a consultancy to go out and do this analytics for you. You get a report back. It may be in a dashboard like environment, but it's not real time and it's not live. So that has been a game changer for our customers. The ability, you know, COVID was an interesting use case where all of the sort of legacy models of having your own data they were trying to figure out what was going to happen in market with patient populations, with treatment paradigms, all of that stuff. But nobody had a COVID-like event in their data that they could use as a look-alike model. We were able to run those analytics in real time. So having that at your fingertips and being able to do it in the moment is a completely new way of thinking about how to design like a patient centric approach to working with the market.
0: What effect is? COVID had on all of this?
1: Well, it's actually driven. I'm sure you've talked to a number of people that talk about these uh, transitions where, you know, field teams in particular have to now be much more precise in their engagements with doctors, right? We'll just start there. The serendipity of walking into the office, pulling your iPad out, kind of spending five minutes, kind of chatting with the office staff to figure out what's going on. Those days are over, right? If your invite to a Zoom call is not going to be what that clinician is needing to deal with in, in that moment, they're not going to take your call. So being able to look at the data in our software and say, okay, Dr. Madden is seeing this kind of patient. He's prescribing this kind of volume. He's he's running these kind of tests. Therefore, I know how my company could better support him. So I come armed to that conversation with value as opposed to like trying to investigate where we can help. That's just one small piece of
0: it. So you can get right to it. You can respect yes. we can respect the time.
1: Yeah and
0: say, I'm going to get right to this and tell you how I can help you. Yep. Yep.
1: So that legacy model, like completely got uh, upended because now the onus is on the field teams to be much more prepared for that conversation. And it's actually more aligned to value-based consultative support, which is what it should be in the first place. Mm -hmm.
0: Can you give me an example of how, you know, a life science company is uh, using your product to advance just to to move their projects along. You talked about the the, the company with the molecule. But is there another example you could give?
1: If you think about like top 25 pharma, we have a number of enterprise relationships where they're basically buying all of our software. So as I mentioned before, the ability to provide better analytics and insights at every stage of the process is completely valuable way of doing business. So We work with brand teams, we work with medical affairs teams, we work with clinical teams right? to take the insights that are available in the software packages uh, and bring them to life to improve their overall business outcomes. Because at the end of the day, we want to support the patient, we want to drive outcomes, but we have to do so in a way that makes the entire process more efficient. And that's really been the value proposition for us.
0: How long have you been working at Komodo? Two and a half years. And what's your background?
1: So I have been a marketer my whole career. Uh, prior to Komodo, I was the CMO at Watson Health. We were having a conversation right. about that before. Prior to Watson Health, I spent most of my time in agencies. Uh, before that, I ran the digital business for the consolidated J&J account at WPP. Uh, before that, I was the head of digital and the co-chair of the healthcare practice at Fleishman Hillard, which at the time was the largest PR firm in the US. And then before that is, you know, my working my way up the ranks in agency. Range.
0: So you're an old hand at
1: this. I am an old hand.
0: at this. What do you think when you walk around the floor of the, of the health 2021 show?
1: You know, it's interesting. This show is great because I think it's indicative of where the change is actually happening in the industry. Because if, if you listen to some of the sessions you hear it's VCs are getting into this space because it's ripe for disruption, right? Agencies are changing their model because they need to be more consultative. Like companies like ours are actually introducing like software and data into the system in a way that hasn't happened before. And so it's it's neat to kind of see all of these folks coming together because we're all sort of in it to solve this problem. And it's really gonna take a multi-dimensional approach to make it happen.
0: This to me feels more like a technology show than, than a health show. Yes. It's like a, you know, a technology show with a health problem.
1: Well, healthcare has always had a technology problem. So I think the technology has advanced to the point where we can actually start to fix a lot of the problems that have been vexing the industry for years. I mentioned the data van example before, right? That completely changed data interoperability. And companies like ours being able to inject software now into what has been a manual process is like the next evolution in that value.
0: So besides Komodo, what's the coolest thing that you've seen since you've been here? Well, there's
1: our booth. The booth is yeah. cool,
0: and actually, um, um, yeah, I wish everyone listening could, see, could it. see it. Could see the booth, but also to see uh, Bill's vest. I um, the sta- the standard attire at a trade show a trade is show. often the sleeveless vest. That's right. That's very cool. It's Thank got you. A cool,
1: cool logo. We actually show. gave them to everybody in the company, but they don't make these anymore, so I have to find an alternative. I, I wish I could answer your question. I-, I thought there was a lot of content in the sessions that I attended that was very good about this idea I talked about before with the disruption of healthcare, bringing in a bunch of players that don't normally operate. I haven't had a lot of time to work the floor or walk the floor because obviously I've been on stage.
0: Yeah. That's why you're here. That's right. And and finally, how does it feel to be back? Great. At a a conference?
1: You know, I was, we were at dinner last night and it's just the ability to sit and continue to build relationships with your coworkers uh, is invaluable. Like in 10 minutes of conversation with a couple of folks last night, we fixed and solved and brainstormed like a bunch of things that probably would have taken hours and hours and hours of meetings otherwise, just cause we're sitting there like hashing it out. Right. So I, I have missed that in person experience. I think all of us have. So it's been, it's been fantastic.
0: I forgot about uh sore feet at,
1: yeah, at, that's at, it.
0: Uh, at, at trade shows. Yeah. And I also forgot about uh trade show breath yeah. you know, from, from breathing yeah. recirculated air for so long. But, um, that's a first world problem. That's right, and uh, and I'm I'll be leaving soon, so I don't, <laughs> don't have to worry about it. Listen, anything else about uh, about Komodo? You thought uh, no, I, I might ask. That. I
1: think you guys are listening come to KomodoHealth.com. Check us out. Uh, if you've got a problem that you can't solve, we can probably help you.
0: I'm gonna have to charge you for that.
1: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Put it on my bill.
0: My guest has been Bill Evans, chief marketing officer of Komodo Health. Been a, a great talk, uh, another guy from New Jersey.
1: There you go, um, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, uh, you've been listening to the MMNM podcast. I'm Steve Madden, editor in chief and general manager of MMNM, coming to you from the floor of Health 2021. Thanks for listening
1: everyone.